pianist Lan Leszewski conducting from the piano the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields with the Piano Concerto Number no. 3 in C minor by Beethoven. It's 11 o'clock. You're listening to Florida's classical music station, WSMR 89.1 Sarasota and WUSF 89.7 HD2 Tampa, broadcasting from our studios at the USF Sarasota Manatee Campus, our Sarasota Performance and Broadcast Studio. And my guest this morning is principal cellist of the Houston Symphony and a member of the Sarasota Music Festival faculty since 2013, Brinton Averill Smith. Welcome. Good morning. Good to have you here. So I was preparing the other day for our little talk here, and I read several versions of your bio on your website. And this just jumped out at me, and I thought, wow, I've just got to share this. (laughs) So I'm going to quote here. Hailed by the New Bedford Falls Daily Shopper as the cellist with the crazy eyes and hair, cellist Brinton Averill Smith continues to astound and puzzle audiences throughout the U.S. and abroad. After coming to the realization that he was too lazy for honest work, Mr. Smith, quote, studied at the Juilliard School, where he specialized in procrastination and Sega's Wimbledon Challenge. Mr. Smith's appointment to the New York Philharmonic was widely viewed as a final confirmation that Lauren Mazel does indeed have a sense of humor. Mr. Smith continues to be a great disappointment to his mother. <laughs> That's brilliant. You, you try to take the stuffiness out of classical music in a there, way? There's a lot of inside jokes in there, of course, uh-huh. um, from people who've known me um, through my life. But, you know, there's there's bios are always written in a certain way. I mean, you see certain words... Th- in bios like lauded and hailed right, and right. you know one of the most prominent of their generation everybody's one of the most prominent of their generation so <laughs> i just wanted an attempt at what i called my my honest bio um and uh it comes back from a story where my my mother was going to attend one of my concerts when i was a student at the aspen music festival and she said you know i have to sit near the exit in case i get nauseous and um, she meant from nerves, nerves, but one of my friends said, wow, your mom's a really harsh critic. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, so are you, are you good at the video game, Wimbledon Challenge? I, I was, my, my big interest in the video games was finding a way to cheat. Um, okay. You know, so Find the we, codes. Yeah, well, yeah. the cheat or just like little, ha- little hacks of the video game system, but... Um, you know, then I, I, when I, once I started working and I had a daughter and uh, I, you know, now, no, there was a time when I used to let my daughter win and yeah. now I can't, you can't get anywhere against can't do her. It. So I, I don't do that. I'm, I stick to ping pong. I know the feeling. Well, seriously, uh, you've been the principal cellist from the Houston Symphony since? About 2005. 2005. And uh, you're a proponent of uh, what you describe as old school playing. Can you, can you tell, what, what does that mean? I grew up, um, the people who influenced me the most were actually um, probably the violinist Yasha Heifetz, Fritz Kreisler, Emanuel Feuermann, mm, um, some Gre- Gregor Piatagorsky, Casals. My teacher was a student of Casals and Feuermann. My teacher's are in Elsova. Um, this is, there was a different approach um, to sound and to playing in those days, and it's not necessarily better or worse. It's, you know, people have, you know, like some people like one kind of wine, some people like a, a different kind. This is, that is the kind of style that has uh, always appealed to me, that I've always loved. This, uh, and it's, it's, I would say it's probably a ro- more romantic and freer approach than the modern way. I mean, you might call it more linear than vertical, 
in a way, but it's, I mean, that's kind of what I've spent my life trying to understand and to recreate mm-hmm. and to teach as much as I can, because so, I just love the, I love the playing of that era. Is that, so maybe more vibrato? It is, it is very romantic playing, yeah. I mean, if you imagine the sound of Fritz Kreisler, I mean, right. it's just, it's, it's, you know, there's, it com- it's different. There's a warmth, you feel like, you feel like it's melting butter in the sound. Um, you know, you get to someone like Heifetz is a very intense vibrato, but yeah, it's more vibrato. It's more freedom with the phrase lines. It's more kind of melodic freedom relative to lining up vertically. Um, and it's, you know, it's just, it's a different approach to the music. I personally, I believe it's closer to what the way the composers intended. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, this is, you know, we're not a historical recreation society. So Whatever is effective for the audiences today is right. the right way. Whatever is honest to a certain person. For me, this is this is my life. This is what this speaks is my to world. you. Gotcha. Well, let's you know, proof is in the listening. Let's uh, let's hear some of that old school playing here. You you've brought uh, first uh, some Bach and Rager. So this was, um, of course, solo cello is always hard to program because there were the Bach suites. Uh, in the early part of the 18th century, and then there was nothing for almost 200 years. Mm. Um, the first major work for solo cello, and I, I wouldn't even call it a major work, but there's a piece by Sibelius at the end of the 19th century. Um, and then only um, kind of as Casals began making the suites more famous uh, with audiences, at, in the beginning of the 20th century, composers started to write for solo cello. So, I mean, of course, we know the famous movements of the Bach Suite. And what I wanted to do was take one of maybe the most famous movement, the prelude of the G major, and then show you a piece that it inspired by Max Reger. Reger was a German composer whose name is probably not familiar to most audiences today. I'm honestly, I don't think most cellists even play these solo suites. In his time, he was as famous as Strauss and Mahler. Mm-hmm. Um, he died very young. He died at 43 having leaving behind over a thousand works and it's a little bit like I mean it's incredibly prolific but it's a little bit you remember Brahms burned everything that he didn't think was his very best works you kind of wonder if Rager had burned 900 of those works if we might not think of Rager as uh, quite a genius Mm. but uh he didn't. Um, so, I mean, people have different opinions of Rager. I really love this. I think it's a great piece. Um, I like to advocate for it. So, right. But you'll see how it flows directly from the G major prelude. All right. So we start with Bach and then move into Max Rager as we hear cellist Brinton Averill-Smith live on Florida's Classical Music Station. Thank you. 
as cellist Brinton Averill Smith playing uh, the G major prelude from, well, the prelude from the G major suite by Bach, and then a preludium from the G major suite by Max Rager. And that was live from our Sarasota Performance and Broadcast Studio here on Florida's classical music station, WSMR 89.1 and 103.9. Yeah, really interesting pairing there. I think it's fascinating. Some one of one of my students the last time I played this described this kind of as Bach on drugs. In a way, <laughs> it it it's, takes the same basic format, but puts it kind of with a 20th century language, kind of a little bit of a predecessor to Hindemith, but uh, quite beautiful in its way. If you learn mm-hmm. to, it's a little bit austere, but it it's really it grows on you. These works. Yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned students. You're here. For the here the second week now of the Sarasota Music Festival, and you've been on the faculty for nine years now. What stands out for you uh, uh, with this festival as perhaps some others? I mean, one of the things that initially attracted me to the festival was just the incredible history here. Mm-hmm. I didn't come here as a student because I was always busy doing other things, but I always wanted to. And the faculty has just historically been outstanding. I mean, uh, those who've been with the festival for a long time remember Paul Wolf, mm-hmm. And I had at least a chance in my early years kind of to meet a few of the people who'd been around since the old days. Um, and it, it's just, it's a fantastic kind of multi-generational way for people to meet and mingle and make music together with some of some of the old greats. I mean, I'd like the chance to kind of meet for the first time Joey Silverstein and uh, to talk with him and Paul Wolf, who'd seen everything coming mm-hmm. through the years. And of course, um, you know, and it was also the first time I got the chance to meet Bob Levin, who's, you know, as our Sarasota Music Festival audience knows, is ju- is pretty much the smartest man in music. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I would save up every year. I would save up a year's worth of questions and then pester him at lunch with, you know, you go. is this a B flat or is this a B and a smudge in the part? And um, and now it's kind of the, of course, uh, Jeffrey. I've known already as a soloist and a conductor. He's a very popular soloist with us at the Houston Symphony and at the Aspen Music Festival. And so it's it, it's great to see Jeffrey and kind of putting new, new blood in new directions. And again, um, you know, we have multi, multi-generations here. We have I'm. I started as one of the young faculty members. I'm becoming one of the less young uh, faculty yeah. members now. But it. I think what is particularly special for me is just the time with the students because yeah. we have such an extraordinarily high level of students. And yeah, it, it, for sure. I mean, you know, Jeffrey Kahane, uh, Robert Levin. You hear all of these uh, people that we play regularly. I mean, they're they're well known uh, faculty members. But the fellows, as we're calling them now, the students of the festival, the fellows. Uh, Jasmine Choi, uh, Noah Bendix Bogley, now uh, concertmaster at the Berlin Philharmonic, all former students. Yeah. Frank Wong, concertmaster yeah. of New York Philharmonic. Hello. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> these people will be the next generation. The, these are kind of the cream yep. of the students around the country. Um, I was, and honestly, I did the cello applications this year. I thought it was one of the strongest years we've ever had. Yeah. Um, which we we weren't sure what we were going to get coming off of COVID, coming off of the pandemic. It's 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 an extraordinary level, and I think that's what makes it. If for us, it's kind of invigorating to work also with young students who have still such enthusiasm and such eagerness 
uh, about music, and they're so open. They're still figuring things out for the first time. You know, they have we all have kind of have our positions, but they're still figuring. It. It's so exciting yeah. to be in that. That's really my favorite part of being here. And what's exciting for our audience is that you can witness this. Uh, for free. You can sit in on the master classes at the Symphony Center. Uh, you can attend these wonderful concerts. Uh, tickets are available online, sarasotamusicfestival.org. Uh, check it out. There's so much going on. You can see the rising stars. In fact, there's a series of concerts, rising stars, and that's exactly what they are. And uh, you're playing a concert this afternoon. I'm playing, yes, this afternoon I'm playing for a piano quartet with Robert Levin, um, Jen Frouchy and Barbara Westfall, uh, another longtime festival veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, I'm, I was been looking forward all year to the chance to play with Bob again. Yeah. It's been many years because our weeks haven't overlapped. I think that's going to be a great concert. We have a Mozart violin sonata and a piece from Shostakovich. That's this afternoon at Holly Hall at 4.30. But then Friday we have a concert in the Opera Hall, kind of a Baroque concert with right. Bach Double Concerto and Handel's Water Music, and some interesting modern pieces. And then Saturday, you talk about this kind of collaboration. We're doing a Brahms sextet with Margaret and I. We'll play with four students. Um, So it's a mixed faculty and student ensemble, which is one of my very favorite things to do. Yeah, can't wait. And uh, you'll be able to hear that concert, by the way, on the radio. Uh, One of our Tuesday concerts with Sarasota Orchestra will feature that concert. We're recording it. Uh, Last weekend's concert uh, with the Beethoven Symphony No. 4 and the Piano Concerto No. 2 with Yafei Schwang. That's going to air this coming up Tuesday night at 8 o'clock on WSMR. So you'll have lots of the Sarasota Music Festival on the radio, but there's nothing like hearing it live. So check out tickets. Do both. Do both. Yeah, because it's exciting. Hey, that's me clapping. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you, um, once again here, are going to play some Bach, again, paired with another composer. Now, I'm pairing the famous C minor Sarabande of Bach with the first suite of Ernst Bloch, who was a Swiss composer. Um, This was a suite, actually, my teacher Zara Nelsova went and spent some time with Bloch and asked him to write a solo suite for the cello, and he thought about it, and he wasn't sure if he could do something in his own style, and he... Um, he said, I don't think I can. And then she was very surprised to receive in the mail a few months later this this first suite for cello. Another, I think, gorgeous use, but I, you kind of inhabit in some ways the same tonal world. Again, you're talking about 240 years apart or mm-hmm. so. But I think it. I think to me, this this pairing of showing the way they use the tonality and the way they use the solo cello is very interesting. So it's Bach's Sarabande, and then the first movement of Bloch Suite. So here once again is cellist Brinton Averill Smith playing live on classical WSMR. Thank you. 
Cellist Brinton Averill Smith played uh, that Saraban from the Bach C minor suite and then a uh, prelude from the suite number one by Ernst Bloch, and that was live on Florida's classical music station WSMR. Brinton, uh, I. I we're running a little short on time, but I really, really want uh, everyone to hear uh, this next piece that you brought for us. It just sounds like so much fun. Can you- so this is the last movement of a suite by Casado. Casado was another Spanish cellist uh, about uh, about a decade younger than Casals, was Casals' student. And this is a piece he also wrote inspired by uh, the Bach suites and another one of the early works for solo cello. But this is very much, very Spanish. It's in the form of a jota, um, kind of a Spanish dance. Um, A lot of fun. So I'll play it. And then if we have time, I'll tell you more about it. Okay, fantastic. Here once again, Brenton Averill-Smith, live on Classical WSMR.
fantastic. Brinza Avril Smith, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Got about 30 seconds. Uh, anything you'd like to add? My to pleasure. Look forward to seeing you at the concerts. Thursday afternoon, Friday and Saturday night. We can't wait. Right. This afternoon, 4 o'clock, Holly Hall. 4.30, Holly Hall. 4.30. And, the, uh, of course, the concerts this weekend at the Sarasota Opera House. Check it all out at sarasotamusicfestival.org. Well, back to music now with, uh, back to recorded music now, as soon as I can find my sheet to see what is next. Here we go. Live radio. Uh, Georg Philippe Telemann's Overture in C Major, played by the English Concert, led by Trevor Pinnock. <laughs> 